This is the fourth part podcast, a podcast made by Freemasons to be enjoyed by all. The opinions of the hosts and the guests are their own and do not reflect any Grand Lodge stance or opinion. And now here are your hosts, the grumpiest past master and the OG Danielson. We're not good started, but I'm a finisher. You're the worst introduction people ever. So, we ended up on uh, religion and rituals. Religion and rituals and how they separate. Now, again, religion and politics are not to be discussed in Lodge, ever. Because those are things But why? Well, am I... Why, though? There's a specific reason why. Not that you can't... You you can. Mm-hmm. You just there is a there's a breaking point. Is that your interpretation or is that fact? I don't want to say it's fact because you're I, responsible I'm saying, enough to have a religion and pol- political conversation, and so am I. There, no, I want to say it's. I, I'm going to say it's a fact. You can speak about religion. You can speak about politics as long as it doesn't do what. Yeah, but I, I disagree because it's you're not supposed to do it in lodge. That's not supposed to be spoke about in lodge. However, in the lodge, when you're not indulging in lodge, it's two different things. So maybe you should clarify what you're speaking about. So normally the rule is you don't speak of religion or politics if it doesn't if it if it causes disharmony or dissension amongst the brothers. So we can, there's been a common misconception, in my opinion, the same thing with the separation of church and state, which is going on right now in the world. The separation of church and state, that was in a letter written by Thomas Jefferson after they wrote the U.S. Constitution. And some people take it, because that's what people love to do, they take things to the extreme, and they don't, they don't understand why. So explain why, because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not really following you, so okay. land so a plane. We, we can talk about religion. Mm-hmm. We can talk about, because let's be honest, mm-hmm. in, in a Masonic Lodge, there is religion. There is religion prayers. Influence? Or? No. The, uh, Danny, there mm-hmm. is prayers. Yeah, but you're not saying our father... No, in but there is certain sections of masonry mm-hmm. that is pulled directly from a certain volume of sacred law. Okay. There is, and it actually is a couple, it mm-hmm. comes from a few, and it's, it transcends a few religions, but there is a religious type of aspect. Because, again, we talk about you should be able to you have to believe in a higher power you have to but believe it's, in, it's, a, it's okay so it's a it's an avenue that religion utilizes which is moral law and um conversation with yourself and god mm-hmm. but it's not it's not um specific to a god so when you say there's there's definitely religious aspects to it but it's in reference to your relationship really with yourself and your higher power not the higher power, and you know you're not gonna have an argument. No, it's it's Jehovah, or it's Yahweh, or it's you know 
Jesus or any other significant um, religion. Yeah, so, messiahs. Yeah. yeah. So you have aspects. Well, that's the thing religion, with like, religion, the Abrahamic, like Abrahamic, like God. Right. So what, God, what, different messiah. So with religion, the Abrahamic of religions. So religion, though, and that's the thing: religion, masonry, and any type of other ritualistic backed thing. Uh, it. It's like a sport, right? You have religion, whether you're a Yankee fan, Met fan, this fan, that fan. They have the same operating procedure, which is, again, morally, right? Each religion is moral law, how to conduct yourself in society, yada, yada, yada. Masonry has those aspects of it. But as far as emphasizing on what spiritual being you're going to follow or whatever, that is separate. You have certain things you should model yourself after, but as far as worship, I I feel that's not a Masonic principle. You don't you don't worship in that essence. No, we're not we're not worshiping that that specific deity. We are just saying that this is the 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 lesson that this is trying to teach you. There you go. But. Shouldn't shouldn't masonry be able to say that you can speak religion in a lodge room as yeah. long as it doesn't like how we're having this conversation? Mm -hmm. You should be able to speak religion and not offend. Well, speak and impose also. It's right, two you should things. be able to speak. You should be able to speak your mind, and you should be able to as long as you don't cause disharmony in the lodge you should be able to speak politics as long as you don't cause disharmony in the lodge because you have to think back to when our lodges existed the different periods of time that our lodges existed and areas and areas that they existed the boston tea party the sons of liberty met in a masonic lodge they won't officially say that it it was a Masonic meeting. It was the Sons of Liberty. Same people. Same people. It was met in a lodge in the Green Dragon in Boston. Okay. They met in a lodge room before the Boston Tea Party. Those people were probably 80%, 75% Masons that were in that meeting. You can't tell me that in that meeting they were not having discussions on politics, oh, politics right. at that time. Because why were they able to have that discussion? The discussion the they were having about at that time. Yeah, it's oh, politics. They're talking about they're talking about they're talking about taxes. Right. They're talking about the king. The the the, the president. You know, that that's mm -hmm. that's their president. That's their government. Yeah. You know, they're talking about the king. Yeah, I guess it would be politics. They were having that crown. Right. They were having that discussion on politics, but they were able to do it. Why? It wasn't causing disharmony within the lodge. Yeah. So they were able to have those discussions. They, do you don't think that the 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 Masons of antiquity during the age of the pharaohs, the actual operative Masons lodges we're talking about the pharaohs and how the pharaohs are treating the workers you don't think they were talking about him but that this might have been but that a was newer the politics rule, of the time this, this, that might be a newer rule in my opinion because back in the day it was you know britain 
reign supreme. Mm-hmm. Um, the so sun never it, sets on the British Empire. Yeah, I mean, you could. But that's you, imperialism, you, right? But you could speak politics because at that time, everybody was affected by the same type of politics. You could speak religion because at that time, the, the, the masses were that type. But don't now, we live in that that type of world right now? I, I think there's only spread, There's though. only, what, four superpowers in the world that yeah, but affect geopolitical policy? Our masonry, though, is severely... American, as far as in, in our lodges, in our so, lodges, it has right. to do. It's very specific. Is that is that a, a, a rule in Britain? Is that a rule on the other side of the world as far as politics and religion? All I could speak to is what the Grand Lodge of New York, right? But if you can have a discussion in your lodge mm-hmm. and you don't deviate from the teachings of Masonry. And you don't cause disharmony in your lodge, and you're able to have a discussion, it is allowed. Because when you're a master, you're taught you are to never allow discourse or picks or quarrels to happen in your lodge. So by that that by that thought process, right? And we'll just use it in American terms, if you're right. If you're very liberal, if you're in California, possibly, or you're very right-leaning and you're in the South, Texas, Florida, Alabama, Mm -hmm. like ways of talking, right, politically, which is just politically, Mm -hmm. you may be able to have a light discussion on politics. I just don't see it. I think you should avoid it altogether. You should. I mean, you try to, Mm -hmm. but... If there's a place where you can have a candid mm-hmm. discussion on a topic, it should be allowed. The fact that masonry just bars it all together, mm-hmm. I think, stifles the growth of the brothers. So as long as it does not cause disharmony, disharmony, that is the biggest part, I think, of that statement. You cannot have this. You can't have that. That. If you cannot avoid disharmony, it and that I think that's where masonry's gone awry over the years is that we have just said again it goes back to separation of church and state. Mm-hmm. People have said separation of church and state, no no religion, no government, no religion, no school. It goes back to that. Let's take masonry out of it for a second. No Mason, uh, no religion, no school, no morality teachings. Okay, not forced. It's not forced. Mm-hmm. But should you be free of hearing? We we shouldn't live in a world where you're free of listening to differing opinions. We shouldn't live in a world where you can never hear a different opinion. As long as it doesn't affect you, masonry goes the extra step. That's that's more than like the real world. Masonry goes, let's not hear a differing opinion that also makes people feel uncomfortable and causes a fight. To the point to the to the point that it causes a fight. Mm-hmm. That's the disharmony. But people want to live in a world right now where 
they can't they'll they just don't they shouldn't even hear a differing opinion and that's 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 a dangerous place to be in the world where i don't even want to hear anybody else's opinion and that's not a world i want my kids to grow up in i agree so free and we say it's in our bio free speech is important but the ability to listen is even more important and you said it what's the difference between hearing and uh listening listening um but in certain things like religion it and then and in certain certain other things i mean you you get into a lot of these religions and there have been crazy things that's happened to humanity in pushing religion doesn't matter if you're you know i don't want to say the faiths i don't want to get into it but there's been crazy things that have been done in the name of God. Mm-hmm. Your God, my God, this God, that God. So when he comes to religion, it's better just to avoid it because you're going to build more walls and bridges with that subject. Then when you get into... But isn't that what masonry is supposed to be? No. It's to say that you can hear... Masonry is supposed to be you hear everything and decide for yourself. So that's but, been but, the original that's the original like place of free thinking. Right. We're the first place to have democratic voting. We're the first place to do that. Before the Greeks, but we the existed with the back to the age of the pharaohs. We're the first place to have you could hear everything but you still have your vote. But it gets in the way. So demo- democratic where everybody has a say is different than pushing political motives or saying, hey, I agree with this candidate, that candidate, because people become emotionally charged. You remove logic from the conversation altogether. For me, and from what I've seen, a lot of people, when it comes to politics, we masonry is one of the beautiful fraternities that bridges people, whether you're a mechanic on the street or you're a banker. We wear gloves so I can't see your fingers and say, hey, this guy just did an oil change or this guy's been touching money all day. We wear gloves. We're all on the level. When you get into politics, a lot of people's political views resonate with them based on where they're at in the uh, money spectrum. Some, we're all middle class. Masonry is a middle class sport. But certain people grew up in, you know... A prestigious town out east in Long Island. They might be strictly Republican. Then you have inner city people who might be Democrat. And then based on what they've been taught, they'll say, oh, this political party is oppressive. Or this political party um, rapes and pillages the poor Mm -hmm. in their mind, you know. And you have to be educated. But also to have those conversations at different parts in your life and maturity, it's just too much to get in the way. At the end of the day, masonry became operative or was operative, became speculative. Group, uh, individual commitment to group success. But do, do you not lose the art of debate then? Well, what are you In debating though? Are but you the- debating on how to complete this job and how easy it is for you to delegate jobs to this guy, to that guy? Or are you debating whether this guy only got that job because... This guy's the foreman, and that's his cousin, and this, you know, it, there's certain subjects that merit attention, and there's certain subjects where it's like, you know what, this is 
again, it, it builds a bridge. So there's there's a, a working tool for debate. It's the, called the Skerritt. Mm-hmm. The Skerritt is what we would call a, a mason's line. Mm-hmm. It's like a wrapped around line on a, you know, a spindle. Right. And you, you use snap the, a line. Yeah, you snap a line. That's called the Skerritt. Mm-hmm. There's a Masonic tool called the Skerritt. And that's kind of like the tool, in my opinion, the tool for debate. Right? I love that, by the way. You pull that line across, all the way across all the different stones, and go, this is where we're, this is where we're, this is our level here. Across the board for our wall that we're building. And you may, you have to try to attain this line. Mm -hmm. But the debate part of it is, we can talk about things. You can chisel off the, the, the chips that are on your stone to make it to that skerret. That's the debate part is chiseling those little bits off. Right. But are you, are you not denying Masons their growth by saying, just don't talk about it? That's I, what I feel. I feel like you're denying Masons their spiritual growth, even if you don't talk about religion or politics, by saying, just don't talk about it because you're not going to learn anything if you don't hear the other side. I agree with you, first of all, a thousand percent. I'm playing devil's advocate because I can have a conversation about anything. And I think that's why we, we're doing what we're doing. Um, however, I've seen so many people that in discussion, they hear one little trigger word and that's it. They're listening to respond. They're not listening to understand. And I think... Whoever came up with that Masonic rule just found it to be, you know what, for the masses, it's just easy to just you know, keep it out of the way. We got, there's plenty of other things to talk about because to wield that conversation of politics or religion, you have to be a responsible person. You have to be highly trained. You have to be able to deliver your um, argument with an opening for somebody to also debate you but also they left an opening for you to join your, their side and vice versa because we're not at that point we're not arguing about who's right and who's wrong that's a different discussion at that point you're trying to show them your view through your window cuz i can be in the same room as you on one side it's raining and on the other side it's sunny and i'm like look look man it's raining and you're looking at you no it's 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 sunny what are you talking about and at that point we're trying to push views instead of seeing it from the other per- person's perspective. But have we not like watered it down then? Absolutely. I think we have. Absolutely. As, but that's why I think we need to take that rule more literally when they say as long as it doesn't form a disharmony in the craft. You have to be a responsible. And it's, it, it, it's, it takes a lot of effort. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's easy. Mm-hmm. By no means saying that it's easy to do that. But if we take the easy way out and say, just don't talk about it at all, we're doing ourselves a disservice. But for you, and maybe for me, but to certain brothers, I don't think they can handle that responsibility. It's It's not meant to be every brother's responsibility, though. Whose responsibility is it supposed right, to the be? Master, but it's supposed to be the master's. Look at Facebook. Or, look at how Facebook is. A lot of conversation. I know brothers who have 
jumped out of Lodge and they don't come back because of a disagreement they've had with a brother on Facebook. But isn't that isn't that then the elder statesmen or the not even say the elder statesmen, the brothers that have the capability of having those conversations to say, come back. This is what we need to talk about. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. Listen, yeah. like breaking right. stones is not easy. No. Like hammering stones out of a quarry is not easy. Carrying stones out of a quarry is not easy. Building a stone structure is not easy. It's not meant to be easy. It's meant to be hard for a reason. That's why those buildings last thousands of years. That's why the pyramids are still there. All right, so real it's quick. It's a very difficult thing to do. But when you do do it, it lasts forever. So real quick. So let's have a, a quick little debate. And you're and picking a president. Mm-hmm. What is more important, that president's moral fiber or the policy he pushes for America? I mean, moral fiber, I think they're kind of too intertwined, though. Political um, policy and moral fibers, I mean. So, so you have to kind of elaborate a little bit more. Okay, so if you like have. Moral fiber. Mm-hmm. How do you mean moral fiber? How he carries himself? Yeah, right. So a president, in in my opinion, should be the highest caliber of American citizen mm-hmm. on the world stage. You have to carry yourself a certain way. And you have to be the epitome of those classic American standards and qualities. Now, you may have somebody who's great. Let's just say, uh, man, I don't even want to, I don't want to give away any political beliefs because I don't like, I think I know where you're going with this. So I would, I would say this, uh I would rather somebody be on a day to day basis, Mm -hmm. be more abrasive. And Mm -hmm. we have a couple brothers that are like this. Mm -hmm. They're a little bit more rough on their day to day carrying them themselves. Right. Than what they produce at the end of the day. Okay. I would rather somebody be uh, swearing like a sailor. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd rather, uh, I'll just make an example up. I'd rather my general contractor mm-hmm. show up looking like he got dragged behind a horse, mm-hmm. right? Open show up in a, in, a, in a broken down pickup truck mm-hmm. and looks like he's homeless. But when he does my finished carpentry, it looks beautiful. Right. I would rather the production, what he produces, his product of his work, be fruitful over what y- you see with your eyes. Perfect. Perfectly said. So now, a lot of people can't get past that mm-hmm. first image, and they won't even give it a chance. Like, you, you'll, you could go on Facebook right now, and somebody will be in front of a supermarket begging for money. Ah, get out of here, you bum! Don't don't anybody give them money because I got a perfect example for this when you're yeah, done. Pe- people, you know, you're gonna start attracting people like that, and then the first guy that comes by and gives them money, that guy's like, "All right, here's a thousand dollars because you're a great human being," you know. So that other person holds themselves to a higher standard. However, they look down on humanity. So you can hold yourself to a higher standard. Your job is to uplift humanity. But while they're on that pedestal, they're just looking down and, oh, no, because you're less fortunate or because you're begging for money 
in their opinion, that's a lack of discipline or whatnot. They're basing your story based on what they've lived. So there's a man, if you Google the man with a golden voice, mm-hmm. he was a homeless man, and somebody like pulled up to him, he was homeless, video recorded. The guy has a voice that could be like Mike Rowe. Morning? He sounds like Mike <laughs> Rowe, like okay. that type of like deep like he could be narrating like vi- like movie movie trailers. Right. And he would pull up and he you know what I'm talking about Karina? And we have Karina here. <laughs> Danny, that's, that's Danny's my wife. My main squeeze. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. The only squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a uh they they would pull up and they would interview this guy and he would kind of give like these intros to like he would do like these mock intros to Are you talking about Mr. Movie Phone? No, no I'm no. just kidding. I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. And <laughs> he was a homeless man and people would pay him no attention. And he became viral off of these because people would just discount this guy and he was just down on his luck. Right. And because that's the way he looked. Yeah. And then he opened his mouth and people were like, Oh my god, the man with the golden voice. And he ended up getting off the street, becoming like a, he does like, you know, like, uh, not like radio broadcasts and stuff like that. And that's crazy. he's got a beautiful sound, voice. Right? It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. You know, but that, again, that's the same thing. I'd rather you be what you produce, not what you, what Reflect? do you, again, yeah, not what you see, what the, your visual. That's hard. I'd rather, I get it. It's, and it's a, it's a human condition. It's a human condition to not be able to look past that. Because pres- presentation really is everything. Yeah. And going going back to that, right? Because we're speaking on homeless. What's the hardest job in the world to have? We saw this. I forgot who did the stand-up. The hardest job is being homeless your first week. Because you really don't look homeless. <laughs> You know, so you're, beg- you're begging for your, sh- your clothes uh, are still clean, laugh, you yes, know, yes, I get your clothes are still clean, that. and it's like, yo, I need money, and yo, what do you mean you need money? You, yeah, your like, kicks are still yeah, clean. Yeah, right. Yo, it's my first week, man. It's my first week. Damn. Like, give me a couple weeks. That's I looked apart. That is fucked up and so, <laughs> so But it's comedy. Levels. It's comedy. It's comedy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I forgot who said it. I want to really give him credit. Uh, wow. I'll find out. Forgive me. But that that's comedy. And comedy is so important in this day and age. I mean, you, you hear anybody from Dave Chappelle to Bill Burr talking about it. The ability to listen without emotion. Um, I mean, Jerry Seinfeld was the master. Oh, he said the what? master of my favorite pastime, mm-hmm. people watching. Oh, yeah. He was the master of people watching. You got to, he just sat there and just watch the hilarity unfold around him. Yeah. And that's that's literally what that show it's a show about nothing. It was a show about nothing. That's beautiful. It was just that's like beautiful. hey, let, let's just see how funny life is around you. Cuz everybody has their quirks. Everybody goes through life their own way and even in doing this podcast, sometimes I watch myself and I'm like, "Damn, I do that. I'm an idiot." But the the <laughs> To be vulnerable. Well, Seriously, yeah. no, to be Karina, vulnerable. Karina was like, make sure you tell him he <laughs> says right a lot. Yeah, I've been telling him, you're an idiot. You know, so he finally admitted it. But, you know, to be vulnerable and to put yourself in a position where you can reflect and 
adjust and correct. We we had this conversation the other day, and I'm like, if this podcast never takes off, one thing I got about got out of it is to be able to speak and just put it out there. Who cares? Bet on yourself. Bet on so many people don't bet on themselves because they're scared. Stop being scared. Go out and do something. Don't don't. Who cares about what? No, seriously. Who who cares <laughs> about what anybody thinks? And you know what? I I credit you, Matt, because you went out, you did all of this, and you said, "Yo, let's do this." You know, I I I've, I feel I've, like we we just got to the point where we we're just like, you know, we just need to rip the bandaid off and just exactly just do it. That's perfect. I just can't I can't you can't just keep saying we talk about it, talk about it, talk about right. it. And just, 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 let's just do it. I I got I always have great great ideas, but um, a lot of times execution. You talk yourselves out of it. At this point in my life, I think I've outgrown that. But for so long, I always gave people great ideas, and I never executed it. Or I've always started it and never finished it. I think masonry is like, I mean, how many people do we have? We've said it a million times. Like, people like, it's great to be an idea guy. Right. And it's okay to not have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. But can you ex- can you execute it? Can you? I mean, yeah, that's that's the the difference between the movers and the shakers of the world. Yeah, that's you can if you can't f- actually create a plan to actually make it be executed. If you're gonna expect other people to do work for you, you gotta you have to like at least formulate the plan for them. Yeah, I you mean, know, you can't just delegate. can't just dump ideas on people and go make it happen. Well, you know, uh, but you can too. If you're the type you of leader, you can't do it all the time. Is what I'm getting. But at. if you're the type of leader, like we just had a conversation, and I, my wife, sometimes, man, she gets on me because I see these talents she has, and I see these things, and I'm just like, yo, just do it, and I push her into the pool to see if she could swim. He said, why'd you fucking push me? Oh my god! And then she's like, wow, this water's not so bad, <laughs> you know. And you know, the whole time I'm getting dragged. Because, oh, you're forcing me to do something that I don't want to do, yada, yada, yada. But then she, later on, and that's where it's like, you know what, I'll go through the, call me, say whatever you want about me, da-da-da. But at the end of the day, you're going to be like, man, I'm glad you did that. Yeah. I'm glad you did that. You you put me in an uncomfortable position. And constantly, she surprises me all the time when, you know, there's times where she, she'll go through something and um, I'm like, wow, that would have broke a lot of people. And she comes out swinging and, and then does it again. The second time is the first time she foul tipped it off. The second time it's, it's out of the park. So let's go back a few steps. Mm-hmm. We, we were talking what about to do. religion and we were talking about. <laughs> oh, man, who's that? But go ahead. I'm sorry. We were talking about initiatic mm-hmm. experience in religion mm-hmm. and how masonry the initiatic experience is important because that's what that's what moves people. If if a degree is given kind of half-assed. No, would you say half-assed? I don't want to say half-assed. Okay. If it's not, right. I mean, listen, I, I've honestly I've seen some degrees given half-assed, so I'm just going to say half-assed. Yes. There's some. There's lack, some degrees, lack, lack of preparation when he yeah, means, when he says yeah, half-assed. Lack yeah. of preparation. They they haven't been given to the point where they should be. Right. You're there's worried only, about you, getting done, but you're not finished. Right. 
and we as brothers of a lodge we're, we're we're kind of it's on us to provide we've heard it a million times those rituals we've heard it a million times the first and second degree the third degree and so on we're just try- yeah which and so on and so forth you, you're just trying to get through it and you're it's you're going through the paces right going through the steps yeah just, just, for us it's it's routine but we forget that for somebody it's the first time yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be about the candidate you know we we're such perfectionists a lot of times where we'll go through a ritual and again you're just trying to just say everything right you're trying to do this you're trying to do that but you know if you trip up on something just keep pushing don't don't get hard on yourself because like you said for somebody it might for you you might have done it 60 times in the last 20 days but for somebody else it's their first time experiencing that type of storyline that beauty so think about it as when you're going through practicing you might be that, that might life be the memory. only time right or the most inf- it's it's going to be the most influential time and how how often are you put in a position where you can create a life long memory for somebody you just met oh it's it's besides your kids none so zero. you, you got to capitalize there's right? there's yeah. almost i mean i want to say zero but there's very few times as a, an adult mm-hmm you can lay an impression on somebody who's not your child. It's, yeah. it's, it's rare. It's very rare. Yeah. You know, that you can lay that type of foundation for somebody where they, they're in, if they've gotten to the point where they're going through the first degree or the second degree, or the third degree, where they're so open-minded that, that candidate or that brother, if they're going to the second or third degree, is so open-minded and attentive as they can be at that moment of their life because they're doing it. Because as an adult, you have to be an adult to be a Mason, to say that they're going to carve out this moment, this this attention span, they're going to give it to us. We need to respect that and say they deserve... Yeah, sacred. As, be- sacred. as best as we can give it because this is an adult this isn't a child where we have they have, i mean they have almost they have no choice they have to listen to their parents i mean you have it, their captive attention right as an adult they've already formulated the right. human being they've going to be, they're going to become at that point for the most part and they're giving other adults the amount of attention they would give a parent or an elder in their lives they're saying i'm going to open my mind up and I'm going to give this person a chance to sculpt yeah, me vulnerable. as a person. Right. That's that's very rare. That only happens in the military. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? You know, the military. Yeah. And maybe certain jobs. Because they, they have that people where that, they say, yeah. "I'm a grown ass person." There's something I'm more. I'm going to let you change right. who I am. Right. You know. Yeah. And this is your chance. So we have to seize that opportunity to say and respect it. That's the biggest thing is respecting that that level of openness that they're giving us. So we have to give them something that's the most that we can. And, and how often do you, as an older gentleman, um, 
I'm just I'm putting. Dude, I'm put, 37. But but <laughs> no no no. But I'm saying, right? You're 37. You start a new job tomorrow. You trust everybody at that job? No, not at all. All right. So it's, that's it, what I'm it, saying. I'm saying at 37. I'm. Right. You know what? At 27. At 20. At, at 17. You're yeah. not. You're not. You're not going into a place and say. All and right. it gets harder as you get older. Can you imagine being? Yeah. I couldn't imagine being 50. So you come into an organization. Sonic Lodge going. I trust this you. is what yeah I trust you <laughs> and, I, and I barely know you right I trust you and exactly. I you need to exactly. and I want I want to hear what you have to say that could shape the type of person that I am for the rest of my life so should should we should we do si do into because this is good to play off of that yeah oh I end, <laughs> I ended my first episode <laughs> you did it all right, I finished. Yeah. One time, I finished. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> may your cornerstone be square, level, and true, and may your journey through Freemasonry ever be aged in the barrel of life. Thank you all for joining us.